Hello, dear friends, and welcome to the It Is Well podcast. I am your host, Danny Hardy, and I am once again so very thankful that you have tuned in for a listen today. I hope that you have enjoyed some time with your family, your kids, or time alone with the Lord, as many of us have enjoyed spring break the past few weeks. So whether you're sitting on a beach, which I'm totally jealous of, (laughs) um, getting ready for work, or cooking dinner after a long day of doing all the things, I pray that this time is set apart in both your heart and in your schedule as a breath of fresh air from the Lord. My prayer for the It Is Well podcast is that God might use the stories that He has written onto the pages of my life to lead you closer to Him. Stories are such a powerful point of influence in our lives, and Jesus Himself was a storyteller. I believe that we journey through the difficult and beautiful seasons of our lives in order to become more like Him, and then to leverage our stories for the kingdom of God. So it is always an honor to share with you the stories of my life, and it is my consistent prayer that through each story told, that you hear Him above me. I will maneuver this adventure and all that it entails with open hands and a heart focused on Him, and I pray that you will do the same. So our little hearty party of three just finished up our spring break and we did a little staycation, and now we need a nap. (laughs) Oh, a long winter's nap. Um, But we enjoyed some fun-filled days with my mom while she was in town, and we were so honored just to host her in our home while she was visiting, which was so fun. And um, we're really trying as a family to keep adventure at the front of our activities, and spring break was full of new experiences for us in the state of Arkansas. We went on a couple of cool hikes. We met up with friends for playdates and cookouts. We explored new parks, ate in the coolest like corner booth of new restaurants. And then my favorite thing we got to do was strolling through a field at Y Mountain of the most beautiful daffodils ever. Favorite thing. As far as the eye could see, there were daffodils just everywhere. Just take your breath away, beautiful. So we crammed a lot into a week, which is par for the course for us, Um, but we really enjoyed adventures in our new city. So it's so fun just to get out um, and explore new places as a family. But then y'all, my introverted self, which you might find that hard to believe, but I am very introverted. Um, I am extremely pleased just to get back into the normal day-to-day parts of life because those are a bit more structured (laughs) um, and definitely quieter, which I enjoy. (laughs) But the past few weeks, we've been super busy and I have fought hard just for some quiet, just some quiet time the past few weeks. And spring break was a nice breath of fresh air that allowed me some sporadic downtime just to sit with my thoughts, to catch up on some reading. And that's really refreshing to my soul, just time spent alone and time spent with the Lord. And as I read and journaled and prayed, the idea of celebrating well kept coming back to my mind and just feels like a timely word from the Lord. Now, around our house, we use the term 
championing, which is a bit difficult to say, and I'm not sure is even a real word, but we have been known to make up words um, in order to meet our communication needs because, I mean, we're just innovators over here. (laughs) Oh, but we use that word championing, and we use it to talk about putting others first or rallying around one another, supporting each other with our words, our actions, and our prayers. When we talk about championing, we are talking about advocating for others, protecting other people and their ideas, and applauding loudly at the success of others. So simply stated, for us, the word championing means that we are striving to encourage and support others to be champions instead of fighting against others to claim our reward or our championship. Y'all, this is such an important component of being a follower of Jesus, and I feel like it's missing in so many of our lives. I will be the first to raise my hand and say that I do not do this perfectly, and that it was not something I ever did naturally. By nature, I am an extremely competitive person. (laughs) Um, This is embarrassing, but I'm the girl who, in my 20s, almost lost a really good friendship over a game of Chinese checkers. (laughs) Oh, like taking board games to a whole new level. Oh my. Um, (laughs) By nature, I can be very intense in my communication, in my striving, and in seeking success. But what I have learned is that becoming more like Jesus is about us leaving behind what comes naturally and seeking towards that which is supernatural. I'm learning to lay down competition and comparison, which come naturally, to pick up celebrating and championing, which is supernatural. Celebrating others by being the person who sincerely applauds, don't miss that, sincerely applauds, the victory of others. And that only happens by the grace of God. Because it's a supernatural exchange of our human tendencies for His. And in order for us to become the people who celebrate well and champion well, we must first leave behind our natural tendencies of comparison and competition while accepting that we are all, all of us, are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Our tendencies of comparison and competition tend to be rapidly fueled by social media these days, which typically, as we all know, showcases the victories of life, leaving us to compare our reality to the highlight reel of others. But y'all... Us sitting around talking about how bad or good social media is does not help solve the problem. Instead, if we can sincerely focus on celebrating others and celebrating ourselves well, then we will extinguish the flame of comparison and competition. We do not have to wish failure upon others or roll our eyes hello somebody, or roll our eyes at their blessing in order to maximize our feelings of success. The truth is, comparison and competition cannot coexist with celebration and championing others. So instead of focusing on what's wrong around us, 
Let's band together and become part of the solution and become people who celebrate well and champion well. I can't think about this idea of celebrating well and championing well without thinking about my longest held friendship. One of my dearest girlfriends, whose name is Brooke, has been enduring the storms of life with me since fourth grade. (laughs) Fourth grade! Oh, and she's such a treasure to my soul. Over the past 24 years together, we've journeyed through puberty, ugh, not fun, um, and first kisses and breakups and biggest mistakes and weddings and babies and dreams come true. We have been through it all with one another and have learned how to cheer loudly in all seasons. And I think back to junior high when I got the wild idea to try out for the dance team at school. Oh, I just tell y'all all all sorts of things on this podcast. Oh, but what was I thinking? Oh my goodness. I grew up playing softball, playing basketball, and singing in choir, not dancing. In in fact, I had never taken a dance class at all, but somehow thought it was a good idea to try out for the dance team. Oh, and my sweet mama, she just couldn't stand to crush my dreams of being on the dance team, so she let me try out. Looking back, it's extremely comical. Like, one of the funniest things ever. But my friend Brooke, she was a cheerleader and had been for years. And that week, y'all, tryout week, she spent every afternoon helping me prepare for tryouts and cheering me on in the front yard as I undoubtedly butchered every step of the routine. Then on the day of tryouts, y'all, she showed up with a good luck basket of goodies, including my favorite kind of chocolate, because she knows me so well. (laughs) And she waited outside the gym with me until they posted the results, which were of me obviously not making the team. Um, (laughs) And then she hugged me and she encouraged me and told me it was their loss, even though she knew I was a horrible dancer. (laughs) But she showed up. And that's what mattered to me then. And still matters to me now. Two years ago, at a corner table in our favorite coffee shop, I poured out my heart to her about my dream of creating a podcast and writing a book and fulfilling God's calling on my life. We chatted through all the logistics and the steps to take and all of the what-ifs that I could think of through my tears until she stared me down and said, Just start doing it. And she said, even if three people listen, it's three more than are listening now. Oh, I exhaled and I smiled and through my tears, I just thanked her for encouraging me and believing in me. And I will never forget her words. <laughs> With an excited smile, she said, Danny, everyone needs a cheerleader and I get to be yours. Those words shifted things in my life that day. They shifted how I thought about myself and how I thought about others. Without a shred of competition or an ounce of comparison, she championed me that day and gave me the courage to keep dreaming, to keep hoping, and to keep pursuing the goals that God had given me. She taught me that day that I needed a cheerleader and that I needed to be a cheerleader for someone else. She demonstrated to me what it means to champion and celebrate well. And when I left that day, 
I wasn't just focused on the things I wanted to accomplish, but I was acutely focused on how I could help others embrace their dreams and spur them on towards growing in Christ. That conversation at the coffee shop was a catalyst in my relationship with Jesus and therefore my relationship with others. When we think about it, it is nearly impossible to be in right relationship with the image bearers of God when we are not in right relationship with Him. If you find yourself strained in your relationships with people, you might first investigate your relationship with the Lord and with yourself. We're called we're called to love God and to love others as ourselves, which is a pure impossibility if we don't first love ourselves. But when we are in relationship with Jesus, striving to become more like him through prayer and studying his word, then we accept our identity in him. We accept through his word that we are children of God, created in his image with a purpose and a plan. We accept that we are dearly loved and wonderfully made. We accept the truth about ourselves, which liberates us to celebrate the beauty in others. When, when we are so hungry for acceptance from others, because we don't acknowledge the acceptance that we have in Christ, we will be unable to accept others, accept them as they are, and fully celebrate their success. Anytime that we exhibit jealousy or envy towards the victory of others, oh, friends, I would bargain to say it's because we feel forsaken, diminished, or unseen in our desires, which is why we must remember that God is an abundant God who works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. There is more than enough blessing to go around. So don't be deceived into believing that someone else has to lose in order for you to win. God's economy is not one of bartering or scarcity. It is one of abundance, which enables us to celebrate well the successes of others. And y'all... This idea of celebrating and championing well is not a new concept. We see the same idea modeled in scripture when Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica to encourage them towards celebration and championing others well. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through 18, he writes, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you who care for you in the Lord and who instruct you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other. And for everyone else, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It can't be any more straightforward than that. 
Oh, Paul tells them and tells us specifically to acknowledge and love those who are working hard, those who are caring for others and giving instruction. He tells us to live in peace with each other, to encourage, to help, and to be patient with one another. He tells us to rejoice, which includes us rejoicing for and with others. It is an impossibility for us to rejoice for those whom we are envying. Come on. And we cannot encourage those whom we are mocking. Competition and comparison will never lead us to being more like Jesus. But celebrating with others and championing others will mold our hearts towards Christ-like humility. So friends, the next time that you have the opportunity to applaud, whether publicly or privately, will you take it? What we do in private matters just as much as what we do in public. When you witness the blessing of another, even if your first thought is not one of congratulations, choose to be obedient and offer accolade. In my experience, when we act in obedience by the grace of God, we will begin to have hearts that sincerely bear goodwill towards others and offer applause at every corner. So what does this look like in real life? In real life, let me give you a few examples that came to my heart as I was writing this. When you have the chance, be the bridesmaid for the sixth time. And celebrate the bride without jealousy because you understand that your friend finding a husband doesn't somehow eliminate you from finding love of your own. When you have the chance, high five the friend who got the promotion after working for the company less time than you because you know there is no scarcity in the kingdom of God. When you have the chance, host the baby shower of the friend welcoming new life even if your womb is still empty and your heart is a bit broken. Your loved one having a baby doesn't somehow mark your future void of children. When you have the chance, show up with a smile for the banquet where your colleague is receiving the award that you were hoping and praying for. Because when you're playing on the same team, their win is your win. When you have the chance, excitedly drop off a housewarming gift to your friend who just moved into a brand new house that you could only dream of affording because celebrating her blessing doesn't somehow diminish yours. And when you have the chance, look in the mirror and have the courage to remind your very soul that you are dearly loved, wonderfully made, and precious in his sight. Celebrate well the person that you are becoming because Jesus gave up the perfection of heaven to hang on a cross so that you might find freedom in him. Celebrate him so that you can fully celebrate you and find the freedom to celebrate others. Oh, friends, my heart is so full from this conversation today. 
I just believe in the power of this conversation and how this needs to be happening in our prayers with God, beckoning Him to help us to champion well and to celebrate well. This conversation should be happening in our prayers and in the mirror as we look at ourselves. And it should be happening with our closest friends as we all strive individually to become the very people that God designed us to be. And there is so much more of this for us to uncover together. And we're going to continue to dive into the well that God is for us and the wellness that God has for us, friends. So please make plans to join me next time as I welcome one of my dear friends in ministry onto the show. And y'all, it is sure to be a fun time that you won't want to miss. I can't wait to chat with you again. I'll talk to you soon. If you are encouraged by today's podcast and believe it will be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate it and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. And thanks for listening.